Stand back. There's a hurricane coming through. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. But be the man. You gotta beat the man. Ooh, yeah. You got something to Welcome back to another edition of Guys Nation Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, John, joined as always by the Nature Boy, Rob. To be the man, you've got to beat the man. And at Extreme Rules, that's the way it's shaping up for the Shield against Evolution. Indeed. What did you make of? Uh, what did you make of Flair like winking after he, you know, gave the Shield some props? He winked back to Evolution. Is he is he going to double cross the Shield or what's going on with all that? I don't know. I don't. I don't know what to think. Uh, you know, the Evolution's been coming out a couple weeks now. Not really mentioning Flair. Yep. Then, uh, you know, Nature Boy shows up. I mean, they clearly, like, chose footage that made it so you couldn't see him. Yeah. When they did those promos. Yeah, and the only thing that shows him is when you're watching Evolution's video on the uh, Jumbotron, Titantron, whatever you want to call it. Yep. You see the back of Ric Flair as the pyros coming down, but then that's it. (laughs) So I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the reason behind what he's doing is that he feels slighted by the trio. Um, you know, I, I kind of think that there's something in in the works to uh, to get a fourth member of Evolution. I don't think it's Rick Flair. They could try to recruit a member of the Shield. Do you think? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we it would make sense given how much they talk about being the future. Yep, and I, I think. You know, We've talked a few times about how Roman Reigns seems poised to be, uh, you know, one of the next big faces and, you know, rise to the top of the card. But you got two other guys there who uh, who could play the heel pretty well. Joining Evolution would uh, would go a long way, especially for Mr. Dean Ambrose. Yeah, yeah, that would be an interesting choice if they ended up doing that. I do think you got to pretty much make Rollins a face once he gets his chance to break away. Yeah, I, I think so. He's just too much of a, you know, kind of high flyer and all that that the crowd's really going to enjoy. Right, and from a from a visual perspective, he doesn't really fit in with what the look that Evolution's got going on right now. True. You know, they they got their uh, their five o'clock shadows and their uh, mostly shaven heads. You know, the buzz cuts. So you think they could clean up Dean Ambrose and he'd fit in? Yeah, yeah, I could see him that shaving. That would be interesting. Hmm. Yep, and infiltrate uh, Evolution from the inside eventually. Uh, potentially, or it could be the end of the Shield as we know it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, we will get to that match and all the others. Um, before we get into it, though, we should mention uh, GN Wrestling on Twitter. So where to keep up with us the best. Uh, also, Guys Nation Wrestling on Facebook. Yeah, and, we've, uh, 
And, well, um, those are the big ones, and uh, of course we've got the email um, wrestling at uh, guysnation.com. Yep. Um, and we've actually added a couple of admins to the Facebook page, hmm. um, and they've they've started a couple of good uh, good discussions here in the past week, and uh, you know in the past few weeks they've they've really helped us uh, step things up in terms of interaction on there. So. I yeah. encourage our listeners to check that out. That's good. And, uh, you know, speaking of encouraging, I, I think so far I like what I've seen over the last couple months uh, and some of the choices they made at WrestleMania and then some of the choices they've made to build this pay-per-view. I mean, we had an IC tournament, uh, an intercontinental tournament for the number one contender, which, uh, you know, people have been clamoring for a while that, uh, these these lower belts are not getting enough attention, uh, so they gave us a pretty good tournament, which Wade Barrett won. I'm sure you were pleased with the development of the tournament. Oh yeah, I was I was really excited by it, and um, I actually did one of the raw recap live blog whatever you want to call it articles um, during this pay per view cycle. I filled in for uh, our regular guy Nathan, and one of the things that I mentioned. Um, about the tournament is that there were a few things that I wanted to see out of the tournament. I wanted to see some feuds progress. Um, I wanted Big E to show that, you know, the title is important to him, that he's watching over the tournament, trying to gauge his, uh, his competitors. And I wanted some good matches. And I think we got all those things from the tournament. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and they had, they picked the right people to be in it. Um, I think right off the bat though, I, I felt, you know, Cesaro or Barrett were probably the, the favorites, and I was actually a little surprised I went with Barrett because I know he's had two reigns before that may or may not have been, you know, all that successful as far as getting him any further along. But uh, he's going to get another shot, maybe third time's a charm, huh? Possibly, but you know, in terms of what he did for the Intercontinental Title while he was holding it, it certainly um, uh, it's no better than what Big E has done with the belt. Yeah. Um, certainly wasn't as good as what Cody Rhodes did for the belt. So, but you know, at least at least Barrett has some legitimate character building that's gone on recently. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and you know, it's kind of weird to think that a guy would get more development on the mic than he does in the ring. Um, but that's that's essentially what he's been getting. Um, you know, he you know for quite a while he didn't have a match. You know, I mean, how many months did he go with just doing the bad news thing? And I get the feeling that this is this is an initiative for the WWE to get these guys better on the mic. I mean, you've seen, I don't know if you've seen some of the behind the scenes at the Performance Center where they, you know, they have like sound rooms for these guys to practice their promo skills. Um, and they've, they obviously took that direction with Barrett and they've had uh, even guys like Ryback on commentary a lot more often recently. And he seems to be coming off a little better. I mean, he's not cutting full-on promos, but he's at least getting a chance to talk and work through some things. Yeah, and I think with Ryback, he just needs to find his character. You know, he needs to find something to kind of latch on to. But, yeah, I think they have been kind of going more that direction. Um, I hope they keep it up with uh, some more guys, um, specifically Tyson Kidd. And, you know, there's probably a couple others that I would include. Um yeah. I think, you know, what they're doing at the Performance Center is good. You know, having guys go down 
and work on uh, NXT is good because even if the audience isn't as big, it still gives them a chance to get on the mic and get some work out there and uh, have people critique them. I know Brodus Clay was on NXT uh, the other week. So. Yeah. Yeah, they always send down a couple of superstars, usually on each other's one or two from the main roster. All right. So anyway, uh, just kind of in a nutshell there, it seems like some encouraging things are happening. Uh, you know, and then yeah, elsewhere that's encouraging. You, you see Paige getting called up and, and winning the belt right away. A little surprised I did that, but, uh, I mean, she's obviously capable of being the champion and, and clearly better than the rest of the Divas already. So... You know, not and a big deal. You know, I, I think you know they were kind of floundering with trying to figure out something to do um, with AJ. You know, I mean, she kind of ran through just about everybody, and they gave her that you know the good spot at WrestleMania where she kind of um, added a feather in her cap by uh, winning that Vicky Guerrero uh, Invitational, and uh, it's kind of like, where do you go from here? Well, let's switch gears. Yeah. Well, let's switch our gears right into the pay-per-view. Um, it looks like... I don't know if this is a pre-show. Yeah, it's okay. It's supposed to be the pre-show. The WLC match between El Torito and Hornswoggle. Now, did you get a chance to see the uh, the promo video they made for them? Like It was probably about two weeks ago. I think it was based off a of main event. Um, I think so. It's, it's, uh, it's something that... Um... You know, another friend of ours uh, mentioned to me, and, and you know, I vaguely it's, remember it's, it. It's literally one of the funniest things I've ever seen them do because it's it's the same kind of promo video you would see between, like, The Rock and Stone Cold or any of these, you know, it was CM Punk and Chris Jericho. Like, it, they made it that serious looking. And, you know, there's, like, there's Hornswoggle being held back by 3MB and, you know, and El Torito being held back. And it's just, you know... I don't know, they made it into like a big main event caliber fight that you're like, oh my god, I can't wait to see that. And it's, you know, it, it's just amazing what they can do with their video production sometimes. Yeah, I mean, they've definitely uh, perfected you know, the hype videos and, uh, you know, working working up uh, the promotional machine. I've actually been really surprised at how interesting this feud has been. <laughs> and I, I attribute it a little bit to the fact that... Uh, they're not really... It's a mini-feud. Yeah, we, yes, very nice. Uh, pun intended, I'm, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would attribute some of this to the fact that they don't have to necessarily look for pay-per-view buys. I mean, they can kind of do what they want. Yeah. They know some people are going to buy it, and um, especially with the fact that they're not on satellite for this pay-per-view. Yeah, and a couple, I think a couple cable companies have dropped them too now at this point. Yep, and uh, you know, I think it's good. You know, I mean, obviously they want people to get the network and tune in. Um, I don't know that they're necessarily worried about whether or not people tune into the pay-per-view because I think you know, they've already gotten their money. But I think they've they've shown that they can focus on something like uh, you know midget wrestling, and they can make it entertaining and kind of give a breather for a couple other people. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really cool, um, and especially the fact that it's a TLC match. I, I wonder how they're going to handle that. Uh, I wonder if they're going to have like tiny ladders. And, yeah, I, I was hoping for uh, some step stools and uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know just the uh, the short ladders and whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, that that could be pretty cool. 
Um, yeah, no. <laughs> like a like a little uh, playset chair. Yep. Yeah. I was just I was just thinking. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm shopping for uh, little little tables for my son. You know, like little plastic tables, and uh, it'd be awesome if they had that. A little yeah. insult, a little insulting, but uh, also also kind of funny. I mean. Yeah. All right. Well, let's not let's not belabor it too much here. But I, I'm going to go ahead and and pick Torito to win just for a crowd pop. You know. Yeah. I see what you mean. Uh, it would be a nice way to start the pay-per-view, but I think they're going to continue the trend of 3 MB or 3.5 MB, continuing to get some momentum, and oh, I'm yeah. going with Hornswoggle. They're on a winning streak. Absolutely. All right. Now let's get into our first title match on the card. We expect this will probably be early on the card. Uh, the defending champion Big E against Bad News Barrett. Now, for me, this comes down to what do I want to see and what do I think they're going to do. And, you know, for the first time in a while, in regards to uh, the Intercontinental title, I actually think these things are going to match up. And I think uh, the title is going to switch hands. I think uh, I think Bad News Barrett leaves with the belt. What do you think? What do you mean these things are going to match up? Oh, uh, well... You know, I want Bad News Barrett to take the belt off Big oh, E, okay. and I think I think it's something that the WWE is going to um, end up doing. You know, so you I, mean your your desires actually match up with what they're going to do? Yeah, and and while that sometimes happens in regards to the world title, it doesn't typically happen with the Intercontinental title or the United yes. States title, the lower card belts. Yeah. Speaking of, I, I believe Ambrose was scheduled to defend his belt. Um, main event or SmackDown? SmackDown, and uh, that match just ended. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, we're we're recording here on the Friday night. Uh, I can I can go ahead and give that uh, result out there for the people that didn't uh, weren't able to watch SmackDown. Um, sure. He was uh, he was victorious. Uh, it was actually really good. Uh, some some tension between was it Ryback. Uh, it was a it was a three on one. It was That's Ryback, right. Curtis Axel, and Alberto Del Rio. That's right. And they actually teased the fact that uh, that Ryback was almost about to beat Del Rio. So it was kind of interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I think they've been doing a little bit of a reclamation project, like I mentioned earlier, with Ryback. So he might he might resurface in the next few months. Uh, but anyway, let's get on to the match we're talking about. You believe Barrett's going to win. I think I'm on that, that side, too. Um, I mean, it's a little unfortunate for Big E. He hasn't necessarily been given that great of a shot to, uh, you know, distance himself from, you know, the mess of guys at his level. Um, he's really only had a couple of pay-per-view title defenses. Who knows what the reasoning is, but, you know, clearly they've invested some time in Barrett. Uh, it only makes sense for him to win right now. You know, I'll liken this a little bit to what happened with Daniel Bryan, where he had the belt and then he lost it, and he was more interesting as a guy who was chasing it, trying to get his opportunity back, trying to, you know, earn that spot right. to try and get the rematch. And I don't think the authority is going to try and screw him over, but I think 
you could have bad news Barrett say, oh, I, you know, you, I know you want your rematch, but I've got some bad news for you. Mm-hmm. So I, think, I think they could go that route. I think Big E getting frustrated and trying to get the belt back, trying to get another shot, I think that's a better storyline than him holding now, the belt and taking on whoever. Now, Nature Boy, it's not bad news. It's bad news. Get yeah, it right. I'm I'm a bit under the weather right now, so uh, my my uh, me too. Yeah, my ability to uh, to do the uh, the impressions just isn't working. Right on. All right. Well, our second title match we expect to be eh, probably second to last on the card as it normally is is the Divas Championship. Uh, previously mentioned, Paige is our new Divas Champion, and she's going against Tamina, who I thought you know, a long time ago was going to start, you know, getting more involved. You know, she's got a decent look as far as, you know, as far as a wrestler goes. Um, you know, some good moves, great finisher. Um, so, you know, I think she fills a good spot as a heel for uh, for Paige to knock down. Uh, it's kind of hard to see her winning, obviously, because I, I, would, I would guess Paige just asserts herself as, as the champion to beat. Yeah, I, I would absolutely think that uh, you know this is just you know just a uh, a rain lengthening match for Paige um, that she'll she'll come out of this with a victory. Um, I do like the fact that they're you know saying, hey, look, Tamina Snuka, don't forget about her, don't sleep on her. She's uh, she's talented and dangerous. Yeah, I think it bodes well for when AJ comes back because AJ could come back, want to insert herself right back into the to the uh, title picture, and then Tamina could say, hey, wait a minute, I was there for you. you yeah, it is interesting that AJ has completely disappeared. I mean, I think we know why, but <coughs> I would have thought maybe there she would have appeared at some point after losing the belt, but not at all. Yeah, and they do this sometimes where they just want to give somebody some time off and uh, <laughs> kind of hit the, the refresh button and you know have her kind of off the screen for a while, and then when she comes back, she can make a big impression, kind of gives more options and how they can use them. So yeah. so are you picking Paige? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. That's enough divas for this episode. <laughs> uh, RVD versus Cesaro versus Swagger. Now, I was pretty pleased that they set this match up. This feels like one that they would normally, like, post to the website, like, five minutes before the pay-per-view starts. Right. But they actually, you know, planned it a little bit, built it up a little bit, and gave us the match that we expected to get. Now, it would have been cool if there was a step, like, uh, tables or something like that, but so far all we know is that it's, a, I believe, just a straight-up triple threat. Well, they, they did add on SmackDown, they kind of threw it out there, that, uh, that it's an elimination triple threat, which... All right, that's good. Which doesn't make it a triple threat, kind of defeats the purpose in calling that. It's a, uh, but they're they're still calling it a a triple threat elimination style. So, yeah. Well, that adds a little something to it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, but yeah, just like you said, I would have I would have enjoyed them adding tables to it. I mean, it is extreme rules, right? Yep. Or and, like uh, or a hardcore match, you know, just make it a, a a brawl, like a backstage back whatever brawl. Yeah. And I, I think that would work, work really well for having, you know, three guys in a match is that, you know, one guy can get put down, 
you know, somewhere, and then it can kind of uh, roam somewhere else, and you don't have to worry about, hey, where's that guy? Because they're in a mm -hmm. totally different place. Yeah. Um, now, we've obviously seen a lot going on with Cesaro. I find it really interesting. I mean, I don't know. Do you, do you have a good handle on what's going on with this whole Paul Heyman, uh, you know, saying, just repeatedly saying that his client, Brock Lesnar, is the one in 21 and 1, and, you know, various versions of that just over and over and over while Cesaro is standing next to him. Right. Um, I think that's just a way to continue to remind us about. Brock Lesnar's accomplishment while Brock Lesnar takes his seasonal break, you know. I don't, I don't think it's much more than that. I think. But you don't you don't find it odd that it's while Cesaro's right there. No. I mean, how many no. times does a manager espouse the virtues of of another guy he manages when that guy's not there and his new client is right next to him? I mean, it just seems really odd. I've never seen that before. It is odd, but this you know this is. I think this is just a unique situation where, you know, they want to give Brock Lesnar his time off. They don't want to pay him to be on all the shows. They don't want to pay him on to, be, to be on every pay-per-view. Um, but they they don't want you to forget why you hate this guy. Yeah. I don't know. And then, uh, then there was another situation where, was it, yeah, I think it was during the tournament when he lost his match. Heyman was, like, kind of, like, head in hands and acting disappointed. I don't know. I feel like they're they're trying to plant the seeds of Cesaro eventually saying, you know what, I don't need you, because um, he, you know, he is still kind of over with the fans and they're treating him as a tweener. But like Heyman will never be a a face manager, right? Yeah, I don't I don't know what they're trying to do. I it's an awkward choice to have Cesaro do that now, because you're right, Heyman is a heel and the fans def definitely want to. Uh, Want to cheer for Cesaro, but you know I don't know I don't know that these seeds will will uh, bear any fruit until at least the fall, if not winter. So uh, you know who do you feel kind of is the favorite in this match? I don't I don't know that there's a leaning either way for me. I mean I guess Cesaro is the only one that's gotten any sort of push lately. Um. You know, but RVD has come back. You know, it might be good to give him a victory. Or, uh, you know, it's been a while since Swagger got over on anyone. Yeah, I, I'm almost picking Swagger for that reason because I don't think this is the last match we'll see between Cesaro and Swagger. And I almost feel like you have to give Swagger the victory to help make that that second match between them all the more important, you know, give Cesaro reason to want to get that win, you know. Um, but in those terms, I don't know, I don't know who's going to get uh, pinned first. I don't know. I suppose you have Swagger do something where he eliminates Cesaro first or RVD eliminates him. I, I don't know. I almost feel like Cesaro has to be eliminated first. Does that kind of defy logic? Um, I mean, that that would flow with my suspicion that they want a crack to happen between Heyman and Cesaro. If he gets eliminated first, that'd be crazy. Uh, but, you know, just listening to what you were saying, like, it almost seemed to me that Cesaro should eliminate RVD, and then, you know, he loses to Swagger. 
Yeah, you know, I can see that happening, and and honestly, I'm hoping that uh, when we do our official predictions here in a second, that we don't have to pick who gets eliminated first, because nah. I'll almost definitely get that one wrong. Nah, it's too, um, many, too many uh, variations. Yeah. All right. So, are you picking Swagger to win? Yeah, unfortunately, because I'm you know I'm not his biggest fan, uh, as people who will remember from the time he had a world title match at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would like to see him go down hard at uh, at at SummerSlam. So, yeah, I'll, I'll pick him to win here. Yeah, uh, it's hard to disagree. However, I will go ahead and just hmm, I'll say RVD, but he gets it due to you know something like Swagger hanging around and, and costing Cesaro the match. Yeah, and, and that's one of the reasons why I was really hoping it was going to be a title, a, a, a tables match, because if you get pinned or tap out during the middle of a, you know, a three-way match, you know, what what reason do you have to go backstage? You know, I mean, I guess they could remove you from the area, whatever. But if you get thrown through a table, you can just chill there for a while, and then oh, people yeah. understand. Oh, that's why he's not getting involved. Definitely. All right. Well, another match with three people in it. Uh, the latest NXT call-up, who's been getting a, a bit of a push here, having guys put in front of him to demolish, Alexander Rusev, who, as I said to you the other day, or asked you the question, is there has there ever been a more menacing theme for a wrestler than the one he has? You know, as soon as you were mentioning his name, the theme song just goes through my head, and it's like, now it is. It's pretty awesome, and it fits that uh, Eastern European uh, persona. The tough as nails. Like I don't know. It's just it's a great theme song. I can't really think of any that uh, are more menacing. Um, Do you like his mannerisms when he gets in the ring? He's got that know, all like little move set. His uh, yeah. his Eastern European yoga. Yeah. No, I. You know, it seems less impressive until he gets to the end where he's kind of on his knees and then he just hops right up and yeah. kind of explodes into it. And it's kind of, that's pretty cool. I'm betting neither of us could do that. <coughs> I bet I'd hurt myself trying. <laughs> Probably snap both ankles. Yeah. Not as bad as tearing both quads, though. All right. So <laughs> as I mentioned, three, three men in this match, uh, another NXT call-up who hasn't really done a whole lot, he's just been hanging around R-Truth, Xavier Woods, is teaming with R-Truth, so this is a two-on-one handicap. Um, I don't know, I mean, if, is, is can this be anything other than Rusev just uh, squashing them? Nope, I don't think so. I think I think that's exactly what this match is going to be. Uh, I think Rusev is just going to destroy both of them. Yeah. Uh, they might get some offense in, but... In the end of the at the end of the match, both those guys are going to be out. So, do we have any? Since the match isn't much to talk about, do we have any maybe predictions for where we see Rusev going over the year? Do we do we think he's just kind of kind of build up his uh, resume a little bit here, or do you think they might end up using him, you know, before the year's out? I could see them trying to use him somewhere. Um, I don't know that I would see them using him against Daniel Bryan. 
but I could see him certainly getting involved in the United States title. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, wouldn't he make an ideal United States champion? You know, just have that, uh, what's her name, Anya or what? Yeah, just have her, you know, just kind of like, uh, you know, making fun of the fact that, you know, he's he's the United States champion. There's no American that can defeat the, you know, the Bulgarian brute. Yep. So. No, it works out, works out pretty well. And, uh, the more, the more we see and hear of her, the better in my, in my opinion. Oh yeah. My goodness. Yep. Those legs just don't quit. (laughs) That's not the only thing. All right. All right. All right, now we basically have like a triple main event here. We got three really nice matches. Um, let's go ahead with uh, you know the one that's most intriguing to me: uh, Bray Wyatt versus John Cena. Uh, everybody's been talking about it. The intro to Raw, which probably should have closed Raw, um, where John Cena comes out and 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 rightfully, you know, and. And you know, kudos to whoever made sure they didn't drop the ball in this. You know, complained about the about the crowd uh, picking him to be in a handicap match. You know, that was perfect because um, I think a lot of people have said, you know, if if John Cena is supposed to be the guy that we're cheering for, if he's supposed to be the face, why is it that uh, they voted him into that uh, that impossible situation? In so, in in a landslide, it was like seventy percent. Yeah. Yeah, it was certainly overwhelming um, that that was decided. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I was a little surprised that they had him do that. Yeah, it was, it was a little more of a uh, tweak to his character than you normally see. Yeah. Like, why why have you forsaken me? Come on, fans. Why you do that? Why you play me like that? Yeah, which, which also could just be another case of them playing us as usual where we get that little... Hint that oh maybe Cena will finally turn heel, but yeah. But I, I thought the promo uh, that he cut. I guess it was during. I don't know when it was. I don't, I don't know if it was during Monday Night because they talked to him again. But anyway, where he started talking about how he didn't want to let the evil out of the cage and all that. I think that could come into play uh, during the match. But but anyway, let's talk more about that that opening scene. Um, then you had. Uh, the small world start being sung, and it sounded to me—I don't know about you—that it was a single girl at first. I don't yeah, think they no, mic'd up the choir properly, or maybe they intended it to be that way. Yeah, and you know, they definitely—they definitely had not—not uh, not the whole choir start out with the, the whole world in his hands. They definitely started off with just one or two, maybe three, three kids singing yeah. it. And then you know more of them came in. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it just kind of sounded weird at first, but anyway, it ended up being really cool. Um, you know, to have the entire like an entire choir. I mean, that looked like fifty kids. It was a lot. It yeah. was a lot. They had to plan that out, and um, you know, and then he comes out, or and then I guess the lights go off, and they come back up, and they got the sheep's mask on, um, and he leads them down to the ring. I mean, just incredibly creepy. And uh, and how about that laugh to to cap it all off? That was creepy, and what made it even creepier was the fact that uh, he had a kid sitting on his knee when he did it. Yeah, 
like right right before kind of the end, they show him sitting there, and a kid with you know the the sheep mask on, just sitting on his knee. Just I don't know. It just uh, it gave a creepy vibe that uh, it was it was new ground for them. Yeah. Now, could you imagine if they had closed Raw with with that and with Bray Wyatt laughing as as they fade out? I mean, wouldn't that have been like the perfect way to get you just amped up for the pay per view? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I guess you kind of have to wonder at that point where John Cena's at. You know, like what is John Cena? How does he respond to that? I mean, I guess. Well, he did respond. Well, yeah, but if they end that, kind of ruined it because then he like. Took a crap over everything. Yeah, it kind of did. <laughs> so yeah, instead so. of instead of having the lasting memory be that, it's it's more like oh, John Cena's like he's over it. Yeah, you know that I, that's a good point. They probably should have they probably should have ended Raw with that. I don't even remember how they ended Raw. Probably it was the Evolution. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well. Uh, you know, I think, I mean, where does that rank for you in terms of Raw segments? I mean, is that is that pretty high up there for you? I mean, for me, it was it was easily one of the most entertaining ones I've seen in a while, and I thought it was a real creative way to kind of further cement Wyatt's character and, and this feud, you know, which I think, you know, when people first heard the idea that Wyatt and Cena might feud, you know, back right around the Royal Rumble time, you know, it was it was thought that that's kind of a weird pairing. They'd never do that, uh, but the way it's played out, I mean, I think it, it fits perfectly. It, it's it's Wyatt trying to take away what's always powered Cena, and, and that's you know the children and the followers and and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I um, the the segment certainly ranks pretty high for me. Um, certainly not. Certainly not like all time, but it was definitely something that uh, hadn't seen before. Maybe over the last couple of years. I mean, the... oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's there's no question about that. Yeah. Um, and you know, <laughs> I, I'm sure they wouldn't do this, but how great would it be if uh, they showed John Cena backstage doing one of his um, Make a Wish things, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, you know. John Cena, you know, last week he did uh, numbers 409 and 410, and, you know, he's got a kid backstage right now. It's going to be 411, and John Cena goes in there, and Bray Wyatt's already in there. Oh, that would be really cool. I mean, how great would that be? That would be pretty sweet. And that's another way that they kind of botched it, I think, is, you know, after all that stuff, and you get the hint that, like, oh, my God, Cena can't conquer this. Maybe he'll, you know become a follower or something. And then they show the Make-A-Wish kid front row, and it's like, all right, well, never mind. He's never turning heel. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I, I don't see him turning heel, but it, it's just one of those things where, uh, I don't know, it's it's just so good. I don't know. Now, I heard a really interesting theory on a competing program. Uh, I think they have a few more listeners than us. I'm not sure. But <laughs> uh, somebody pointed out, you know, that, that concept of, how he didn't want to let the the evil get out of the ring. I can't remember exactly how he put it. He didn't want to let it out of the cage. If if Wyatt's allowed to escape the cage and then his message gets out or something like that. Right. Now, if we recall from WrestleMania, 
there was a point where Cena had the chair and he was going to kind of break from his moral code in order to to conquer Wyatt and then he and you know Wyatt's like do it John do it and all this and, and he didn't do it yeah can they call back to that when he's in the cage and now he he does have to to do something drastic and then what would that mean for his character you know I, I almost feel like they should call back to it again and yet again he won't do it and I'm just going to go ahead and say that uh, I hope Bray Wyatt wins this match. I'm going to predict that he wins this match. Well, yeah, I mean, the entire wrestling world hopes he wins this match. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm going to predict he does, and I'm going to predict it's because John Cena doesn't take the step. He continues to go down that line of, I will not, you know, I will not cross that line. And uh, he pays for it, and I think... Uh, I think it affects his character emotionally. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I, I and and so then, do you think that they could set up for a for a trifecta here, a third match, if they well, were that way? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know what pay per views are coming up, um, but uh, you know, King I the ring. Oh wait, no, they don't do that anymore. Uh, yeah, much to my chagrin. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I could obviously see them doing a third match. Um, yeah, I, I like I like your point. I mean, I hadn't really considered that he could say no again. I kind of just assumed if they if they replayed that scenario, he would just do it. Uh, but I think I like where your head's at. That would be really interesting. And I'm I'm definitely picking Wyatt. Uh, I mean, I think he could survive losing to Cena. I don't think it would be that big a deal if he did. I think his character's strong enough that it, that it wouldn't like bury him. Right. But it just doesn't make any sense. It's time for him to go over. You know, Cena wins at WrestleMania. That's fine. Send the send the crowd home happy. Right. But this is extreme rules. You know, this isn't WrestleMania. Wyatt can definitely be given a victory here. Yeah, if, if Wyatt can <laughs> beat Daniel Bryan cleanly, uh, I guess that was back at Royal Rumble. I don't see any reason why he couldn't beat John Cena here on mm. essentially a second-rate pay-per-view. Although, yeah. I would argue that Extreme Rules is probably bigger than uh, next month's payback. Oh, but, yeah, that's usually not a very great card. Yeah. And Extreme Rules has had Brock Lesnar on the card the last couple of years. So. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, if they can do that, then they can certainly have... Uh, Bray Wyatt find a way to escape a cage, you know. Yeah, and they already demonstrated that he can climb. <laughs> yeah, because you know he's a big dude, but it looks like he can get up and down that cage just fine. And and how about this? How about uh, the main event at Payback last year was John Cena in a three stages of hell match, <laughs> lumberjacks, tables. That was the Ryback one. Yep, and the ambulance. Where they? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So clearly they could do something like that again, right? Yeah. I mean, they, they could just take really lazy bookings and just do that. It's like, I don't know. Seems, uh, yeah, seems I don't get too pessimistic just yet. So far in this season, which I guess people kind of think, you know, after WrestleMania there's a new season. Yep. So far they've uh, played their cards well. Let's, uh, let's, let, them, let's let them go, see what happens. 
Hey, don't don't get me wrong. If they book if they book a three stages of hell match between John Cena and Bray Wyatt at Payback 2014, and it involves lumberjack tables and an ambulance match, I'm I'm all in for that. I'm I'm totally fine with that. No, I mean don't get me wrong. Yeah. Yeah, lumberjack match with Bray Wyatt would be interesting. Hmm. You see, yeah. would he like convert to the lumberjacks during the match? <laughs> I tend to think that John Cena has enough guys who don't like him that they would be willing to just be there to be anti-John Cena guys instead of saying, you know, oh, I'm here for Bray Wyatt. Now, one thing I want to bring up before we move on, and we've, we've probably talked about this a little too long. we still got two big matches. But, um, you know, with Bray Wyatt, it's like because he's this evangelist-type character, you, you figure at some point he's got to bring in a new follower now he did that with Brian, but it didn't last. They, you know, changed courses or whatever. Maybe they never intended him to be a full follower. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, it's it's it would be more almost more shocking than the Undertaker losing if John Cena became a part of the Wyatt family. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, do we foresee that ever happening, or are they just going to not bother with trying to convert a follower since they just they have him fighting these? these big studs at this point. You know, I think I think in terms of John Cena being a, fo- a follower, that's definitely not going to happen. Yeah. Um, but where does he go from here? I mean, he can't just go from John Cena to, like, Jack Swagger or something. I mean, he's, you know, he's already ascended to, you know, top three on every card. Right. I think you almost have to give him a world title shot. I mm. think you have to do that. I think they have money in the bank coming up. I don't know <coughs> if you put that in his hands. Hmm. Because, I mean, if he does that, he's got the whole world in his hands, right? Indeed. Yeah. And that, I mean, how creepy is that? The idea that you have this guy who has a penchant for cutting the lights out in the arena and then showing up. Yeah. And that's the guy who has money in the bank. I mean, that's that's pretty yeah. money right there. That would be pretty awesome. That would be quite a pop. Yeah. I'm still waiting for Sandow to show up with a briefcase with seaweed falling out of it. <laughs> Since uh, he can claim he never recovered the other one and it was a fake. Uh, you know, I would I would love him to do that. And just the first thing he says is, I learned to swim. <laughs> I learned to swim... And now you're all going to learn what Damian Sandow is capable of. Speaking of, of Damian Sandow, was that rock bottom for him this week? Um, you know, I, I tend to think that there's probably a couple of rungs left that he can drop. But <laughs> dressing up as Magneto and getting maybe his ass gets, handed to him. Maybe get squashed by Torito or something. Well, <laughs> you know, there's... It's one thing to show up on Raw when Hugh Jackman is there and dress up as Magneto and get punched in the face by a celebrity. Yeah. It's another to show up again dressed up like that on SmackDown and get oh, beaten up by Dolph Ziggler. And could it have been a worse costume? I mean, it wasn't even remotely well-made. I mean, it just looked awful. Yeah. They, they definitely made it look like he made it. Yeah. Which, his white shoes. Yeah. 
All right. Well, that's unfortunate. That's my boy, but I've moved on to Bray Wyatt for now. Yeah, uh, I, I think I think for now that's a good thing to do. But uh, never never fear. Take take heart, true believer. I yeah. believe he'll be back. All right. Um, he's probably going to need a character tweak, but so we'll see what they do eventually with him. All right, let's talk about the world or the WWE World Heavyweight Title. Still two belts. I wonder what's going on with that. But uh, you know, a decent um, kind of matchup here for Brian. I like the fact that it's a guy that we can expect him to beat um, and not have to worry about too many shenanigans. I mean, I guess there could be some with Stephanie and all this her involvement. Uh, but it's not like he's facing Orton, where like you feel like there's a high likelihood he could lose. Right. Um, at this point, I mean, Kane's only ever held the WWE title once, and it was for a day. Um, he did have well, okay, the WWE title. Okay, you're right. Yeah. I mean, he did hold. He did have a I'm talking about the big, the big silly title. All right, all right. As a former WCW fan, I take slight umbrage, but I totally understand where you're coming from. Yes. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, yeah, I heard a lot of people complaining about um, the scene that unfolded uh, with, with, you know, when the lights were down red and Kane was going after Bree. Particularly about her acting ability. Did you uh, did you uh, share those negative sentiments towards Bree's acting? You know, I, I feel like maybe she could uh, she could stand to use a little more uh, acting chops. Yeah, but. I will say that uh, given the fact that that scene took way too long to unfold and given yeah. the fact that he'd tried to drag her in, what, two or three times, wasn't successful. And, you know, you could ask her to, to play along for, you know, a minute. But anything longer than that, and it's kind of, you know, in football when a quarterback drops back and – the play breaks down and the receivers kind of go into business for themselves. They're no longer it's running like, routes. Like most Redskins offensive plays? Yeah. Okay. So you don't necessarily blame the cornerbacks if they can't cover a guy seven seconds into a play, mm-hmm. right? So I don't really blame Bree for not being able to act through more than like a minute or two. Yeah, you you're... You're right. It took way too long. You feel like somebody must have missed a spot. Yeah, I feel like he should have. He should have dragged her all the way under. Daniel Bryan could have grabbed her by the hands, pulled her back out. She could have escaped the ring, and then something could have happened between Kane and Daniel Bryan. But they just kept going back to it and back. The thing that really didn't make any sense was she got out of the ring, and then went back in. Yeah, it was pretty terrible. Yeah, so some I feel like they must have like had a couple things that they wanted to do, and then it it got out of order, and they had to force it in, and I don't know. It, it definitely was weird. And then, and then when you think of the backstage where she just like is dead silent, and Stephanie's apologizing, and then she just looks at her and is like, "Get out of here, you bitch." It was just like, ooh. Yeah, and it's a surprising thing because they don't normally do that, but. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I, I think... If only time, that was AJ instead of Brie, you know? Right. 
you know, I think I think she'll get a little better, but yeah, she's got a little bit little bit of uh, work to do. Yeah. All right. Enough about that, Diva. So we've got Kane, as I said. I think it's a pretty good opponent to put him up against. Um, Especially given the history between the two. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, it's always... That's one of the kind of disappointments sometimes is when they don't you know, bring those things up. But I guess they didn't really have the opportunity, especially with what happened with Brian and his dad passing away. And, you know, he had to miss Raw. And he already missed one for his honeymoon, so he missed basically two Raws. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, he, all he did was come out and get tombstoned on the one. Right. Uh, so you didn't really have a whole lot of time to, to build up anything on the mic with them. What do you make of Stephanie's involvement? I mean, is she going to be ringside with Kane? I, I sure hope not. Um, I like the fact that they're kind of teasing that, you know, she wants to pretend like she's not complicit in all this, you know, that she's not, you know, that this is not her fault. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think she'll full-on come out and be part of the uh, be part of the action. Do you, I don't think think so. do you think she'll be getting in the ring at some point? Yeah, but I don't think it'll be until at least June. Um, She's I, had I, some matches before, right? I mean, not like... She was never really competing for a belt or anything, right? But she's had a few one-off matches. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, I think back in the day, she was the women's champion. Was she? Yeah. You know, it's it's not like she... Uh, it's not like she put herself out there like Shane McMahon did. But she was all right. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know that she'll full-on have another match where it's just one-on-one. I think they might do some goofy things, kind of like they do with Vince sometimes, where it seems like a match, but right. play out like a match. Uh, okay. So, I mean, I, I at least like the fact that they pulled her away from Triple H for now. We've, we're kind of getting away from that whole authority angle. Um, so what do you see happening in this match in particular? Do you think it's just a straight-up clean... You know, no bones about a victory for Daniel Bryan. Could they draw this out and have a rematch next month? You know, honestly, I think they do something brutal. I think they do something where Daniel Bryan ends up battered and and kind of... uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he bleeds. Um, But I think they need to do something where... You know, because Daniel Bryan was saying, you know... If I'm gonna lose this, I'm gonna drag you down to hell. You know, I'm gonna put you through, you know, uh, misery. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think they need to do something like that to kind of give Daniel Bryan a more badass edge. I mean, the way they kind of built him up was the underdog and kind of a goofy guy and a guy you want to cheer for. And you know, now they need to say, okay, he's all of that and he can kick you in the head and you know, it's not gonna it's not gonna go well for you. Yeah, those are, those are good points. He does need a little bit extra or something to his character. I think we might have mentioned that before. Um, and yeah, yeah, Kane would be a good guy to do it with. Um, so you, I mean, are you still thinking that he would win, but it would just be in a more brutal fashion than we're used to seeing? I could see a situation where Daniel Bryan is so brutal that. Kane ends up not being able to get up at the mm. end of the match. Interesting. 
I definitely see Daniel Bryan winning. I guess there's a chance that he could get himself disqualified by how brutal he goes, but I almost think that you run the risk of some of the fans kind of shying away from him. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they'll go that far. Yeah. <coughs> I like where your head's at. That would be really cool. Um, I do think he needs that for his character. Uh, I don't think there, there's no there's no stipulation on this one, right? Not that I know of. I'm checking right now. Oh, it's Extreme Rules match. Okay. okay. So there is there is no disqualification then. Yeah. So he you know he definitely could use a weapon. They already showed him. What did he use? Like a wrench the other night. Uh, sounds sounds right. Um, yeah. You know, and Kane having a mask. That's the perfect opportunity where they could work in some kind of blood capsule or mm-hmm. some kind of special effect where, you know, Daniel Bryan is just going to town on Kane's face and then rips off the mask and Kane's face is all bloody. Yeah. Hmm. You could do that without even having to have him blade or do anything like that. Oh, man. I'd go jog around the block if that happened. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you got me a little more excited for that match than I realized I was. Yeah. I'm picking Brian as well. I can't see him losing the belt already, especially not to Kane. Okay. Is there any way that this match main events the show, that it's the final match on the card? Nah. I don't think so either. Triple H is on the card. Yeah. I could see John Cena and Wyatt closing it. I mean, I think any one of the three is, is fine to me as a main event. I don't really get hung up on that as much as other people. The ones that don't make sense to me were like when Cena fought John Laurinaitis, and you know, I mean, you gotta be kidding me, making that the main event. But right. I think one of these three matches is going to open the pay per view. Hmm. Probably. Yeah. Well, it certainly wouldn't be the world title match. You would hope. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know what to think. Yeah, maybe Wyatt Cena. I mean, they positioned it first on Raw. So. Yeah, I just I don't know how John Cena would feel about that. Plus, it's a steel cage match. Right. All right, well, let's get to the final match before we wrap this baby up. Uh, we got Evolution, the reformed Evolution versus now the face, Shield. Uh, I really like that they reformed Evolution. I mean, I, I kind of missed most of their run. Uh, it was during a period where I didn't really watch much. Uh, almost particularly because I didn't like guys like Randy Orton and Batista. <laughs> right. But, you know, I understand they were very successful. That's definitely kind of a cool concept for a faction. And, you know, I really think they had to do this because it was like Randy Orton was so kind of played out as champion and was becoming kind of a pussy. <laughs> I think we, we talked a little about that. Absolutely. And Batista clearly just, as a singles competitor, was not working out. So I think pulling this move, which, I mean, you got to think wasn't really necessarily planned, uh, was the right move. Oh, absolutely. Um, I don't I don't know that I'd be interested in watching Extreme Rules if you had another... Daniel Bryan versus Batista match, you know, another Daniel Bryan versus Orton match, another Daniel Bryan versus Triple H match. I mean, I feel like 
the fact that they switched it up, they gave him a match against somebody with, with history, um, and they found something interesting for Batista and Randy Orton to do, I think that was really important. Yeah. And, you know, I I think I think they've they've hit a home run with it. Yeah, and 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 it was done well enough to where it's believable, you know, which which couldn't have been easy to pull off when you when you consider the fact that Batista and Orton were scheduled to main event WrestleMania, you know, just like two weeks before it happened. And right. now they're in a faction together and on the same page. So, you know, to be able to pull that off without having us complain about inconsistencies and things like that, I think was was pretty impressive. I think the first two weeks after WrestleMania, the way they played that out was perfect. They had the guys say, look, you know, we're, we're both still trying to go after that title. I don't know what you're talking about, Triple H. And then Triple H saying, look, if you don't contend with the Shield, you're never going to get anywhere. Yeah. And they didn't immediately buy into that. And then the Shield showed up and showed everybody that uh, Triple H knew what he was talking about. Yep. So this is a this is a pretty pretty cool match, I think. Uh, I guess there's no no stip on this one, just six man tag. Um, I'm, I got to be honest, I don't really have a good vibe either way. I, I I'm not necessarily leaning towards either team. I don't, I don't know. Do you have a vibe on it? I really don't, um, except for the fact that the Shield has been pretty dominant the past what past two weeks ever since they uh, they really kind of asserted themselves on SmackDown where they were scheduled for that 11-on-3 match and they systematically destroyed all of their opponents. Yeah, which was like really it, cool, you know, to do it throughout the show. I thought that was, that was pretty good writing. Yeah, it's like, wait, why are they why are they attacking this guy? Oh, yeah, because this guy's going to be involved. And then they just keep doing it. And I, I just feel like... You know they've they've been given a leg up in this. I feel like Evolution's going to do something where they're going to get the victory. It's pay per view. Yeah, I was I was thinking Evolution might be my pick. Um, although what gives me pause is is I keep hearing that Batista might go on a hiatus. Um, you know, for this movie that he's in, what is it, Masters of the Universe or something? <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy, whatever. Yeah. Um comic book movie number 16 this summer. Right. Um, so, I mean, would it make sense for them to get a, a big victory like this if he's just going to be off TV for a while? Um, Can't even know, bask in the glory. Are we sure that Batista is going to be leaving right after this, though? No, we're not sure. Uh, just, you know, I've just heard a few things where people are expecting he'll be gone for a while. See, here's here's where I think it makes total sense for uh, Evolution to win. Is because how many teams have you seen go up against the Shield in a three-on-three, and the Shield have shown their dominance? I think you have a historic team. I think it totally makes sense that this historic team could beat the Shield. Mm-hmm. You've you've kind of seen what the Shield can do over the past few weeks. And I think Batista is going to be around long enough that um, the Shield are going to be able to get their comeuppance. But I, I feel like Evolution is just going to crumble if they don't get the victory. Right. 
Yeah, and that and that's kind of where I'm I'm wondering because I just it's hard for me to imagine evolution existing for a long time. Um, it feels like a way to get them to transition out of the angles that they had been, you know, mired in for so long with the authority, and with you know Randy Orton being the the chicken ass champion. Um, yeah, well, just to be different, I'll go with the shield. You're picking evolution, right? I am, yeah. Yeah, we've we've agreed on a lot of the matches, so I'll go with the shield. Um, I feel like the evolution could, or I feel like evolution could uh, be short-lived, and a loss to the shield, you know, especially if something like if Ric Flair, you know, becomes involved, and I don't know. Um, I think the shield just continues to get their push. Maybe maybe one of them kind of uh, starts to crack a little bit in the face of this evolution problem. I don't know. Potentially. I mean, there's there's a few different routes they can go, especially because this is the first pay-per-view where they're kind of squaring off. I think there's plenty more to this feud and to this storyline yet to come. Yeah. I mean, so, I like your pick better, but I'll go with the shield. <laughs> I, I appreciate the victory. I'll take it humbly. Otherwise, our only disagreements are Hornswoggle and El Torito or Jack Swagger and RVD. Well, don't don't fall on your sword uh, for my sake. Oh, I mean, I'm winning with uh, Torito and RVD, so it's all good. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, Cash right. is coming home to daddy, son. Yeah, let, let's not uh, let's not go too far into uh, behind the curtain to tell the the uh, our listeners. How much cash we, we put on this uh, contest every pay-per-view. All right. As, as we hear the Evolution theme playing us out, once again, we should remind our listeners to get at us on Twitter at GN Wrestling and get on our Facebook page, which we are seeing more activity on at Guys Nation Wrestling. And uh, if, if we don't get back at you on Twitter at GN Wrestling, it's because your comment or question wasn't good enough. So I really want you guys to try harder. Um, we've had we've had some people that uh, have spoken up, and we just haven't responded because, quite frankly, come on, step up your game. Oh, throw it down. We, we do a podcast here. We're not just looking to respond to randoms. We want something quality. Hmm. Well, there's only 140 characters. There's plenty. Expecting an essay, a sophisticated uh, opinion for you. I I, I want something thought provoking. Hmm. Alrighty. Well, let's hope this pay per view lives up to uh, what looks to be a decent card. Are you gonna watch live on Sunday or on demand on the network? Um, it might be on demand starting at 11 p.m. Yeah. Yep. That's that's the beauty of the network. I mean. It'll be up there. Gotta love it. <clears throat> Alright, man. Well, until next time. Peace. See you later. Later.